Welcome to the Bible Reading Podcast Plan by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together and listen to the Spirit. Whether you are on your commute, doing dishes, or taking a shower, whatever, (laughs) we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. It's Thursday and we're back with the Bible Reading Plan Podcast. My name is Jill Fisher and I'm joined by Jill Lehman. Today we're reading Hebrews 5, 5 through 10. And Jill Lehman, would you mind reading that for us today? Sure. And what version are you reading from? I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Okay. Just a little bit easier to understand and kind of flows as a story. And that's great. I've got the same one. So I'm just going to turn to that passage as well. Okay. That is why Christ did not honor himself by assuming that he could become a high priest. No, he was chosen by God who said to him, you are my son. Today I have become your father. In another passage, God said to him, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. While Jesus was here on earth, he offered prayers and pleading with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death. And God heard his prayer because of his deep reverence for God. Even though Christ was God's son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. In this way, God qualified him as a perfect high priest, and he became the source of the eternal salvation for all of those who obey him. God designated him to be a high priest in the order of Melchizedek. Sure. So, as you heard this passage, what is one thing that was getting your attention today that highlighted for you? You know, this is this is um, something that just jumps out at me, and you tell me if you thought of this too. But in verse eight, where it talks about Jesus um, had to learn obedience. I'm surprised yeah. that Jesus had to learn obedience. Wasn't he always obedient? And the, and Yeah, the, that confused me. I, I just figured he was all-knowing. <laughs> um, but I do think about in Luke, um, back in Luke, or I should say ahead in Luke, or uh, we're in Hebrews. Okay, so in Luke, when Mary and Joseph can't find Jesus, do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's in the temple and he's trying to amaze all the teachers with his understanding. And Mary and Joseph are looking for Jesus like for, I don't know, three days and they can't find him. Yeah. So was that an act of disobedience? He just left his mom and dad and didn't tell him where he was going. And um, after a few days, they finally find him and they say, where were you? We've been looking for you for days. 
and he's like, um, well, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? So, I mean, it just su surprised me that it says that Jesus learned obedience. Yeah. So why would we think we were any different? You know, we, obedience is something that's learned. Yeah. And so that's something that just popped out at me. What's one thing, uh, Jill, to you that sticks out in this passage? Anything grabbing you? Yeah, I I kind of liked seven. Well, I don't like it, but while Jesus was here on earth, mm. he offered prayers and pleading with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death. Mm. Like sometimes, like just knowing that he, he could, you know, he was capable of these loud cries and these tears oh, yeah. just doesn't make me feel bad when I'm crying my head off yeah. and, and, and I'm, I'm crying out to him because Jesus did the same. And, and, but of course his was much deeper than probably, you know, my problems because you know he wanted to be rescued from death. Another great verse that puts Jesus on our level. Yeah. You know, he cried loudly. He, he cries loudly. He learned obedience. Um, from things he suffered, you know, and, and isn't that always the way <laughs> you have to suffer, um, to learn. Um, and we always say to our kids, why do you always have to learn everything the hard way? Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it comes right from this passage. Sometimes yeah. we, we do, um, but I, I love that too, Jill, how it says. Just puts Jesus in a more like human, attainable light. Yeah, he he's exactly the same as we are in that aspect. Um, anything else, Jill, that's catching your attention? Something that catch is catching my attention um, this king, <laughs> King Melchizedek. Yes. Yeah. I, I turned into a Bible nerd for a minute because of it talking about, um, you know, you are a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. Um, and that this king is a visible representation or a representative of God. Um, and so I, I'm like, I got to find out who this is because I, you don't read about King Melchizedek much, no much. And so I'm like, who is this King? He is someone big. He's above Abraham. Um, he is, a visible representative of God. And so I just kind of Googled him. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad like, you did because like, I, I who was is this just king? confused. <laughs> and these are the, a few things that I learned. Okay, so Melchizedek is mentioned only 10 times in the whole Bible. 
He's in Genesis. He's in Psalm. And he's in this Hebrews passage. Um, he was uh, the priest of God Most High. He was the king who blessed Abraham and the king of Salem. And his name means king of righteousness and also king of peace. Um, it says that he was born without father or mother, without genealogy, having neither a beginning of days nor end of life, and made like the Son of God. Wow. Never knew anything about him before this, reading this today. No, I'm glad you did that. <laughs> So there's my Bible nerd version of the day. <laughs> I love it. It works. But sometimes I like to do that. I like to just grab a word or a name that pops out at me in a verse. And dive in. And dive in. Yeah. And like I filled up a half a page on King Melchizedek <laughs> and learned how to say his name right for the first time. Yeah, that was stressing me out. I'm not I'm not good with some of these Bible names. So. I know. Google. Google's a good thing. Google. <laughs> what else jumped out at you, Jill? Oh, um. Just that um, you know, when we cry out loud, loud cries mm. and tears to God, that that it's good and um, cause it says that, you know, when Jesus did it so that he could be rescued from death, it said that God heard his prayers mm. because of his deep reverence for God. And I think that, you know, when we're at our, our lowest, you know, our points where we just break down and where we cry and, um, you know, instead of just falling into like, a crying pity party, feeling sorry for yourself, or whatever it is, is to just, you know, open that time up in prayer and cry out your heart to him mm -hmm. and pour out your your feelings and and that he, you know, just sees our, our that we have deep reverence for him when we mm -hmm. when we are willing to let him in on such dark moments of our life or such hurtful moments. And I just feel like, you know, then then we get the comfort instead of just having this pity party and crying. Give it to God while we cry. And doesn't that just sum up the word reverent fear, mm -hmm. reverent love? I mean, crying out. Yeah. And, and how and, and God considers that time when we do that deep reverence for him. And I just thought that was very comforting to know. And I don't think we do that enough. Mm -mm. And that is where the breakthrough happens. Yeah. When we're at our lowest point, you know, and we're calling out, crying out with a reverence to his name and reverence, uh, not fear, but just, um, 
at uh, almost like at our when we're at our breaking point, he breaks through. Yeah. Yeah. Where I think the evil one would want us to just sit and cry and wallow in our sorrows and have our pity party and make our own justifications for how we feel instead of, you know, just giving it to God and and sharing it with him. I think that, you know, Jesus doing that at a time of, you know, his weakest point just before crucifixion is just, yeah, that it's okay for us also to cry and to to share. And as it says, you know, you learn through the suffering. He, he even Jesus suffered. Mm -hmm. And God qualified him as a perfect high priest. And he became the source of eternal salvation for all of us who obey him. And I, I love that, Jill. You know, that we we need to, we have too much pride that we don't want to break. Right. You know, and, and that's what he wants from us because he wants to take over for us. So I think we just need to let ourselves go more mm -hmm. and cry out, um, with tears, loud cry and tears um, to the one who could deliver him out of death. And God heard his prayers because, because of his reference, reverence for God. Yeah. We, we definitely, I shouldn't say we, I need to say I. Mm -hmm. I definitely um, am, fe am feeling convicted about that. You know, that I um, I need to let go and break and um, have that reverence for God and let the breakthrough happen. I'll follow Jesus's leading here. <laughs> Get my move over pride. Yep. I'm having reverence for God. I don't care how ugly I look <laughs> when I'm on the ground, on my knees, bawling. Or curled up in bed. <laughs> or curled up in bed with mascara from one side of my face to the other. Yes. <laughs> the ugly cry. <laughs> the ugly cry. Yeah. We, we need to move over pride. Let the ugly cry come through. Oh, thank. Yeah, I think. And and Jesus gives us such a great example right there. He does. Mm. Anything else, Jill? Um. No, no. I think. Yeah. I think this is this was good. <laughs> this was good. This was this was almost a breakthrough in and of itself. Um so thank you. Thanks everyone for joining us joining us today. 
tomorrow we'll be back with another episode of the podcast. So we hope you'll join us for that. Until then, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace.